This is from um, Laura Koonsberg, B- at BBC Laura K, and Laura Koonsberg is the BBC's uh, BBC News' political editor. Yeah, low energy Laura K. And, and she tweeted this at 7.51pm on January 6th, 2021, a very uneventful time. Who are playing with they worm? <laughs> Looks like scuffles inside the Capitol. <laughs> That's right. This was after the first gunshots had been fired, by the way. Scuffles. Uh, that's just that's, cutting up oh, a little so bit. Good. That's what they're calling this here. It's not a color revolution. It's a scuffle revolution. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Mm. I love a scuffle revolution. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, uh, the, the, the CIA is backing roughhousing in uh, certain decolonized <laughs> countries. Backing horseplay. <laughs> yeah. We're just like, I love to like get in a room with a cop and like lightly shove each other back and forth. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm. uh. Letting off some steam by funding the Contras. <laughs> Absolutely. She got, our, our, our media class is so good. I, I, I love how good they are and how switched on mm. and just not completely uh, psychotically disconnected from the events they're trying to cover. will also point out that during the election season, Laura Koonsberg tweeted about Matt Hancock, uh, one of his advisors getting punched by a Labour thug, and then the video came out and they just walked into a guy. <laughs> yeah, he got cooed. Mm. He got yeah, cooed by that, the Labour thug. That's, that's not a scuffle, though. Uh, no, like, you, this was a scuffle. This was a serious scuffle. When you walk scuffle. into a guy, that's him doing Stalinism. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's that right. St- Stalin walked into millions of kulaks. This that's is, right, this is yeah. the highest death rate for a scuffle I've ever seen. <laughs> 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 all right. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll introduce... And I've okay. been to all bar one. What's, what's, <laughs> yeah. what's, the, what's the body count threshold between a scuffle and just, you know... If another person dies, they're going to escalate it into, like, a brouhaha. A brouhaha, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Right. that's right. Mm-hmm. What's the KD ratio of Gaz the Nutter <laughs> from your local Weatherspoons? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, you can't you can't throw us out. I, it's, this is a nationalized Weatherspoon. That's right. You can't throw us out. That's stealing the election. <laughs> Try and enjoy demanding, ourselves on Curry Demanding Thursday. a recount of the all yeah. bar one tab in Beckenham at like three forty six a.m. Scaling the wall to get back. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this, uh, the first of the Year Zero post-scuffle episodes of Trash Future. That's right. Um, the, the world has now seen, the world has seen a scuffle. I have become scuffled. Uh, yeah, all changed. Changed yeah. utterly. The falcon can't yeah. hear the falconer because of the scuffling. <laughs> we, we have moved beyond the need for commotion. <laughs> um, it's it is it is Riley, Milo, uh, Nate, and Alice, and we are very pleased to be joined up by Terrence and Tom from the Trillbillies. Terrence and Tom, how are you doing? Pretty What's good. up, gang? Yeah, doing uh, doing good. Yeah, excited about this. Yeah, it is. It is a a real pleasure to uh, introduce you to uh, some of the best brains in journalism from the at the top here. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, speaking speaking of good brain though, um, mm. <laughs> we have lost we have lost works. What's of- going on under the recording table right now? <laughs> yeah. It's next level. Now, what's going on is uh, is good brain. In as much as I've written down all of Trump's best tweets because they're gone now, oh. uh, which sucks. I I yeah. hate it. T- tears and rain. It's been a long day without you, my friend. <laughs> wait, 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 Riley. Do you want to see you again over you reading the Trump tweets? <laughs> um, uh, we could. Let's do that for the outro. 
Uh, mm. <laughs> um, it's, like, it is genuinely a tragedy to posting. Like, it, is, it will achieve absolutely nothing politically, but it has just deprived us of his the, great posts. The best, the best take I saw on this was somebody posted a photo of Barney Frank when Trump was talking about his protruding nipples. <laughs> and honestly, he was fucking right. I saw that. He was very disrespectful. He was right. Trump, it was very Trump disrespectful. Don't miss. He don't miss. <laughs> um... The other other but I guess we could say you know the it's been a four year long contest but um, Kristen Stewart uh, Smokey Bear Graydon Carter uh, they all won the haters and losers won right. yeah. basically but they only won by default they won by like teacher intervening <laughs> yeah they mm. got the mods they did it yeah they didn't win honestly um, Trump went out like Fed smoker <laughs> <laughs> he knew he'd done what he needed to do Ch- sissy Chomo Graydon Carter yeah <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Very sloppy. <laughs> very bad, very bad cops spilling me over. Very sad people, actually. Sorry, sloppy Chomo Graydon Carter. Yeah. Uh, this Chomo is on the other side of a fence. He's saying, I can't come in. I'm saying, why is that? Is that because you're a pedophile who likes having sex with children? <laughs> so, um, before we get into the uh, the events... The events of, of the, the Capitol Steps. The Capitol Steps' newest triumphant show. Why? Those are Capitol Steps. Uh... I want to also uh, congratulate our our dear friends, the Trillbillies, mm. on their very own Joe Manchin becoming uh, the effective uh, Senate Majority Leader. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, you're very welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think the thing on this is that Joe Manchin is basically like a what they call like a blue dog Democrat, um, but he is essentially, you know, cowed to all corporate interests in America. His daughter like hiked. Jack the price of like EpiPens up by like a thousand dollars or something. Um, and yeah, because that'll motivate you not to have an allergic reaction. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's called the market. There's a there's a Dupont chemical called C8 that well you you, you fellas might have dodged it, but everybody in America has it uh, taking up residence in their tissues right now because uh, Joe Manchin struck a sweetheart deal with. Uh, He's made Americans non-stick. We got a trade for this. We traded for uh, like beef prions. So we've yeah. got those, but like you guys have all of DuPont chemicals. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. This right. is for UK trade, Guga. Right. I was yeah. just thinking that between, between uh, Joe Manchin and Mitch McConnell, y'all and the, the sort of spread between Kentucky and West Virginia really can't catch a break, can you? No, it, um, I mean, like they really are two sides of the same coin. I mean... Um, but yeah, everybody's joking about how, like, even though the Democrats took back the Senate this past Tuesday in these runoff elections in Georgia, Joe Manchin will still basically be the deciding vote for all major legislation that comes across Biden's desk. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, nothing's getting done. So there, there are a few things about this, right? Like, mm-hmm. Number one, this is another instance of history repeating itself because if you rem- cast your mind back to 2008, 2009, <laughs> when, yeah. Obama, when Obama was putting together uh, the Affordable Care Act, it was Joe mm-hmm. Lieberman who, in- who just single-handedly scrapped the public yeah. option. Constitutionally, you have to have one crank yeah. dipshit upon whose whims the entire nation's welfare depends. Right. Name Joe. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, name Joe. Yeah. It has to be named Joe. I don't know who the next one's going to be after Mansion, but yeah, and Morton Joe. Um, that's what Jimi Hendrix was talking about. Yeah, it's, 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 it's Morton Joe Mansion. Morton Joe Mansion. Yeah. Episode Do not become addicted to two K checks, friends. <laughs> Joey, Joey Essex Mansion. How about there's, that? There's um, also there's also a funny a funny side note to that, Riley. That I don't know if you were following at the time, which is that then Teddy Kennedy died. 
And the Democrats are like, don't worry, is it, it's a seat in Massachusetts. We've got this wrapped up. But then they nominated a Massachusetts Democrat who didn't know who the Red Sox players were. And everyone was like, what a fucking idiot. And she wound up losing to like one of the dumbest Republicans to ever walk the planet. Like just the, the guy, um, I'm forgetting is Scott Brown, <laughs> wasn't it? for anything yeah. in Massachusetts. Yeah, they're like, right. sitting yeah. down, you have to learn all the Red Sox players' well, no, names. She just, yeah. she just said something obviously like demonstrably false about the Red Sox and was trying to sell herself as a Red Sox fan. And like, yeah, mm. that's enough to uh, sink your career as a Democrat in fucking Massachusetts, apparently. <laughs> all my life, I wanted to be a baseball. <laughs> <laughs> in the game of baseball, there's one quarterback. Uh, and his name is the Affordable Care Act. No, so specifically, right? Manchin says that he doesn't. He's wavering. He's doing like kind of like um, kind of like what John McCain did about the rollback oh, of the yeah, ACA. Yeah, yeah, wait. Where he's and like, see. I don't know, I don't know if I'm gonna if I'm gonna support two K checks or not. Uh, oh. Saying that untargeted relief is quote not who we are, which to be fair is right. He's doing the Roman Emperor thumb thing, right. like oh yeah, <laughs> waiting for uh, only with a higher potential death toll. So <laughs> like, that's good. Could go beyond a scuffle. America's scuffle with COVID. Yeah. <laughs> scuffle for healthcare. Would also um, throw in there before you move on that if I'm not mistaken, Joe Manchin, not just as his daughter involved with EpiPen's price hike, but also isn't he pretty deeply implicated with uh, opiate companies and opiate distribution in, yeah, in Appalachia? Allegedly. Oh. Allegedly. <laughs> I mean, like, you see these stories where, like, these Appalachian towns. They got like 10 million Oxycontin pills flooded into them over a course of like... <laughs> for, like for like 400 people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's Joe Manchin. <laughs> a hell of a weekend, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, I have a personal theory, uh, though, that basically because Joe Manchin now controls one of the most important resources for Democrats... Uh, which is the vote. The adrenochrome. It's the vote. Oh, sorry. It's yes, the one. The it, well, yeah. no, the, that's important for all of them. Yeah. No, because uh, no, he has occupied this ceremonial role of the one crank dipshit yeah. who controls so, everything. And I, I think there could be only one. What they're going to have to do is they're basically going to have to like turn West. He has the opportunity to turn West Virginia into like a Gulf oil monarchy where. Emir <laughs> 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 oh. Joe Mansion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where he's he got Dior belt. Where, where basically at, he's the Emir, right? And he gets to like, I don't know, murder three domestic servants a year. And <laughs> every, and the West Virginians then all get like do nothing jobs in the federal bureaucracy that pay like $200,000. And they bring other people in to actually then achieve the things that are supposed to be done by those jobs they get to spend a bunch on boondoggle projects you get a joe mansion university in huntington they can make the mcelroy brothers ambassadors to the uk i, lo I love yeah. the burge wheeling yeah i, I was yeah. gonna say i was gonna make that exact joke alice i was gonna say maybe we can get a new studio in the burge all mansion but uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well it'll it'll yeah so i think that's they have this real opportunity to just turn west virginia into like one of the minor emirates <laughs> That's oh, very dude, cool. There's, you, do y'all know who Jeff Hoops is? He's like an American, like coal baron. I do not. He's, Please enlighten. He's me. building this place, this like uh, like hotel resort place in this little town called Milton, West Virginia. That's going to be called the Grand Patrician. And to bring it full circle, that there is good. a life size replica of uh, of Red Sox, the Red Sox baseball field, Fenway Park. <laughs> yeah, as well as the Why? Roman Coliseum. Mm. <laughs> 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 so two genders. He's just so basically what you're saying is that West Virginian po polit politicians are mad and have all of the material support to get much crazier. Yeah, no, oh, this yeah. is just mm. neon. It's just like yeah. it, it's building a city just dedicated to well, you and all of your like fun yeah. bullshit in the middle yeah. of nowhere. Yeah. It's it's all shucks neon. 
We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna build the moon in West Virginia. Yeah, that's right. That's what's gonna happen. You know, to just I hate to like throw a wet blanket on this, but you know, Obama kind of beat you to the punch. Obama famously referred to West Virginia as our internal Saudi Arabia because of its coal mining. What? <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> huh. and make the point for yeah. us, why don't? You? And, and because women can't drive. Yeah. yeah and their predilection yes, exactly. for Dior belts. You have to wear burqa. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the one thing I think to, to put a, a sort of a bit of a serious point on the end of this is the Democrat. Just remember, when you think it's Joe Manchin's fault, the Democratic Party does not need Joe Manchin or Joe Lieberman's fault to suck shit. No, they really don't. They don't. They don't need the assistance. They're going to do it mm. by them. They're going to do it by themselves just fine. It's just very funny that we can now make this guy a sultan. Yeah, he's now the Victor <laughs> Orban of America. Yeah. It's also going to make me laugh because there's a, there's also another wild card, Riley, and that is the the Blue Lives Matter Democrat from Arizona, Kirsten Cinema. Oh so, yeah, so she used to be, a free to be like a Cinema. communist too. Exactly. She used to be uh, she used to be on the left when she was a teenager, and she repudiated that. And oh, like you can go back and look at her old so old posts, and the they're all just Cinema with Kirsten Cinema. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh it's basically she does she did the spiked route. Yeah, pretty oh, okay. much. I mean, yeah. and some, some of her appeal is literally, well, well, she says she's bisexual. There's never been any bad bisexuals in history. <laughs> you know, she, yeah. she and John Ossoff are going to get along so well. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. All right. So uh, I, I want to move on, though, from, um, from sort of, uh, you might say, uh, Senate antics, the official mm. antics of the Senate. The um, clowns in yeah. Congress, if you will. Yeah, the, the, those, yeah. the, what a bunch of clowns. Mm. Uh, I want to move on from the official uh, antics of, of the Senate to the unofficial antics that happened in the Senate, the scuffle that we discussed. Mm. Um, so this is obviously... A dust-up of sorts. It's, it is It is a huge event. It's one that I don't think it's worth talking about as though it's in the past. I think it's it's just the reality that the U.S. is living in now and probably the U.K. at some point. Time is a flat circle, yeah. really. Um, so... Uh, and a and lot- on the pedestal, yeah. these words appear. Listen, Jack. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I've I've got a few I've got a few uh, directions to go with this. Obviously, this has been discussed uh, by you guys very well on your podcast. Um, it's been discussed by by lots of different people all very mm. well. So I'm going to take a little bit of a different route in. I kind of want to start by talking about XR Vision, and then we can get into the details of the, of the protests and stuff after that. So. Um, I don't if you're not familiar with XR Vision. It is a, fa- a Singaporean facial recognition and video analytics company, and mm. um, they were cited as a source in the Washington Times, uh, one of America's sort of psycho crankiest newspapers, um, saying that in fact the um, people at the protest once it started um, turning bad turned into oh, a scuffle. These, yeah, yeah. Once it turned people into a scuffle, scuffling, the people yeah. scuffling were Antifa. Yeah, they, 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 yeah. Did, they did facial recognition to prove the people scuffling were Antifa. It's just yeah. this, um, this Singaporean startup that kind of freelanced the info. Mm. And now that's a... Now this story is going around the right, sort of right-wing media ecosystem and it won't go away. Well, in Singapore, they had a lot of experience where they used that software on CCTV cameras to give people the death penalty for chewing gum. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> so it's, uh, um, you know... So, uh, uh, Tom and Terrence, have you have you seen sort of much of the XR Vision uh, saga? No, I mean, I've, I guess I've seen the opposite end of it. I didn't know that this is what they were basing it on. This is the evidence they were using. But I have seen plenty of people, you know, Trump Facebook friends uh, saying that infil- uh, Antifa infiltrated the, the crowd, the mob, and they pushed people to do this. 
Um, and so I guess this is where they're getting that evidence from. Well, like yeah. Ted Cruz, I think, read it into the record from the Washington Times that this was Antifa. Mm. Uh, and it's like <laughs> very close to the we're all trying to find the guy who did right. this. Yeah. Uh, is it is it a bit is it a bit late to raise this? But I don't I don't understand why Republicans started calling it Antifa and not Antifa, which seems it, to me to be the much more logical pronunciation. Because you're an antifascist. You know, like that's totally like a, normal like it's an pronunciation. island in the Caribbean somewhere. Well, it's the um I've just the, come back from a week in Antifa. It's the, it's the same thing where they <laughs> my girlfriend Antifa money coots. <laughs> my, my, my 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 nephew Antifa. Yeah, uh, well it's uh, um it's it's the same thing where they they always recall the Democrats the Democrat party. Um and I think it's kind of the same the same uh, uh emotion that also makes you like not be able to say Obama's name and have to say like you know Barf Sacco Crumbo. Yeah. Um, which is J- J- Jiminy Crubbins. Yeah. Which, or, or yeah, and here, Jiminy Crubbins, where, yeah, you just, you, you hate the thing. And so you say it a bit weird because mm. you'll try anything in your arsenal to like irritate the people that you hate. But all you yeah. can do is communicate because we I, live in I, I also, I also feel like among Trump Facebook people, you, it, it needs to be said that the level of Antifa derangement that they've been on for the last four years, I mean, is to the extent that. I recently had I, I saw some discourse where a bunch of pro-Trump uh, military veterans were basically saying that the officer corps is all Antifa because they uh, yeah. I think they voted sixty forty Biden Trump this year or last year and it's just like Damn. so the extent to which that's like their bugbear you can't even overstate it I mean and so of course if something bad happens that makes Trump look bad then it must be Antifa uh, and I, I hate the stealing officers are Antifa because they're like private you should destroy the evidence of that war crime <laughs> that's my <laughs> advice to you um, <laughs> during uh, the protests over the summer last year there were literal towns in small town America that had convinced themselves busloads of Antifa super soldiers were coming and I'm serious they literally would like. Mm you know, get a militia rounded up and then, you know, post yeah. up at every entryway into town. And the bus has never materialized, obviously. Like, there's, right. Guys, as if the left could organize a bus, come on. <laughs> they had this in California in wildfire season. Yeah. People yeah. started saying that Antifa was starting the wildfires. <laughs> there was, it, it was actually on Chicago police scanners. They were saying that they diverted resources from their efforts to crush protests in Chicago in the spring and summer because their police scanners were reporting that a caravan of buses of Antifa were coming from Indiana. Now, I'm from Indiana. <laughs> now, I don't think that you could fill a single bus on short notice of Antifa from Indiana. Maybe, maybe one or two, but a and whole also, caravan. you couldn't find a bus in Indiana. So, so well, the, the, the idea of, of, a whole, of a whole caravan coming up like an I-90 into Chicago is, I mean, I'm just, it boggles the mind, but like the cops themselves were convinced of this. So I think mm. with with that in mind, that Antifa is just this basically boogeyman that conservative Facebook people deploy to scare one another. Yeah. That I think you think about this that what this startup has done, what it did, and it's it says it is trying to quote ensure safety through its AI based technology and recognizing faces while extracting actionable data to maintain public order. I like it when a company does that. It doesn't sound ominous to me at all. <laughs> and so, what were they comparing these faces to, though? Uh, magic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, they, that's my question answered. Thank you. So, effectively, yeah. what happened? So, what actually happened was um, the Washington Times said it was co- provided a copy of the XR Vision Antifa photo match by a quote, retired military officer who let's just call Pykel Flynn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell, because, let's just go. <laughs> uh, because. 
XR Vision, what they did was they basically they saw that this was going on. They were like, "We got to run an Antifa scan <laughs> on 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 these on this protest," and um, and then it was requested by a quote retired military figure, and then mm. printed in the Washington Times. He now, knows all about Antifa because he was a U.S. Army officer. Right. Two two th- yeah. And Michael Flynn loves it. Mike, Michael Flynn's just a weedy Antifa guy. Um, so <laughs> basically, um. What so the the thing here, right, is is, is that yes, that that this photo was this analysis was shared, um, and just again freelance on the basis of nothing because this uh, their their technology for facial recognition it's not been calibrated by the institute that actually does that called NIST, uncalibrated might as well be magic. Um, it's been funded to the tune of several million dollars. Um, and they say, right, XR Vision didn't generate any composites or detection inventory for the Washington Times, um, nor did, uh, and nor did they author the, authorize them to make any such representations. The image analysis that we performed was distributed to a handful of individuals for their private consumption, not for publication. But that means because oh, part of the private select reserve, yeah, the VSOP, mm, grand reserve. <laughs> so yeah. basically, right, what this means is, if they were five percent less venal and stupid. Then this story probably could have taken off because the proliferation of stuff like facial recognition in the security state basically means that you can just say I did magic to the photo and proved that it was Antifa that shit your pants, right? Yeah, you can it, just it do sounds that. Sounds authoritative to say facial recognition, and everybody thinks oh, CSI, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's just what your eyes do. <laughs> um, and so, and so, what what you really have here is a situation where. There is a whole ecosystem of companies that are very, very, very right wing, by the way. Uh, so we'll get into some of the background of this one that hmm. can essentially just say whatever and have it be authoritative because they can say, well, I did some magic. Well, it's I- a good thing we don't have easily deep fakeable videos now. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I also... I've grabbed so Yakov Applebaum, no relation to Anne, uh, who is uh, one of the two owners of the company. Another guy called Guy Ron. Um, Guy Ron, yeah, uh, as opposed to um, as opposed to Yakov Alazon. Yeah, and uh, you've got you've got Enron, you've got Guy Ron. Yeah, Um, what's better than this? Just guys being Rons. Just guys being Rons. So I'm going to now read you a list of uh, titles uh, from uh, Yakov Applebaum's blog. Oh, oh no! Boy. It takes a village to fuel a Biden binge. <laughs> Our new Excuse Tammany. Excuse me. Uh, it's about um, Joe Biden. It's about uh, Hunter Biden. It, it, it takes a, a Biden, Biden binge guy. to bung a bob for Big Ben to bong yeah, for that's Brexit. Right. That's, right. that's right. So he is one of the big pushers of the Hunter Biden laptop conspiracy, where Hunter Biden awesome. basically was like, "I love being in uh, blackmailable by the Chinese in a, a very <laughs> fake real diary." <laughs> <laughs> I'm addicted. I, I, where he's like, "I'm having a relationship with a 12 year old girl. I love to be addicted to drugs, and being blackmailed by the Chinese is my favorite hobby." That's right. <laughs> And uh, only the middle one of those is true. Mm-hmm. That's that's your kink, yeah. being blackmailed by the Chinese. Yeah. So just that's the only way I can get off is if I read a letter from the Chinese security agency well, telling me to send them Bitcoin. What happened was um, this, this the, the, that Hunter Biden like sent his laptop to get repaired a few months ago, and then the computer tech. Uh, allegedly computer tech just released a bunch of files from it that were just basically might as well have been marked uh, crimes crimes.xls yeah <laughs> yeah um and so and so this company was one of the major pushers uh and people saying like yes this is real we verified it we did magic uh we verified mm. it oh these are all real uh, hunter biden blog posts That's right. here, here are a couple others 
Um, our new Tammany Hall bosses, the smartest guy Joe knows, the Biden rat years, Hunter Biden's Finger Lakes tattoo, Hunter Biden's Excuse personal... Me? <laughs> yeah, he got a tattoo of or in or about the Finger Lakes. <laughs> okay. Mm. <laughs> All right. Uh, or maybe he like got the word lakes tattooed across his knuckles so he, when he punches <laughs> you, you know his favorite body of water. That's right. Um, Hunter Biden's personal fixer service, how Hunter Biden solicits with a mouse click, Hunter Biden's Pornhub page. <laughs> that way, that one just... That lot previous this one just sounded like an ad like how how hunter biden solicits with this one weird with trick this, what, yeah. <laughs> uh, look, republicans hate him yeah they do uh hunt the hunter biden text beware of the chinese giving b- g- bearing gifts no russians need apply operation snort justin coleman from the yeah, hill operation is a, snort. <laughs> check this out uh, justine coleman from the hill is a manipulative media hack the hunter biden <laughs> laptop images are authentic that's all right. Well, this seems like a well-adjusted man. Yes, <laughs> just a normal company. Yeah. Um, it's I now again. Uh, I well, think no, no company from Singapore has ever been right wing. I, I mean, I, I, I think this is uh, very funny. Um, I think it, it's it is a part of a very portentous trend and one that's going to be sort of growing in in danger, especially mm. to like social justice activists and so on in the U.S. and U.K. U.K. especially, we're like the most AI watch city in the. Yeah, country in the fucking world. Yeah, um, but that it's uh, very funny to me that everyone involved in this, just like everything uh, Michael Flynn does. Uh, again, I assume it was him. Um, uh, ju- it's just a total fucking shambles. Uh, it's it's great. Just it, a bunch of Cohen brothers characters was, trying to pull something off. He was the guy off. who tried to kidnap a Turkish diplomat, right? Oh yeah, very much so. Yeah, cool, yeah. cool guy. <laughs> he was going to try to get him in a. He was going to try to like bundle him into a car or something. Yeah. Uh, again, just freelance. Like I love this, like freelance natsec work. Just guys who look at some kind of inter- a polit- domestic or international political problem and are like. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, it's like the tragedy and farce of like this is Ollie North, but again and with a serious head injury. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, so that's I don't. I, do you see? Do you see this kind of thing cropping up elsewhere? So directed towards Terrence and Tom. It, did y'all? Did y'all hear about the? Uh, it reminds me of the Jeff Bezos comp, or not Jeff Bezos, Peter Thiel uh, invested company. That was like a similar deal that got the rapper Bobby Schmurder locked up. I, I oh, was, um, was that Palantir? Yeah, so clear, yeah. I I, can't, I didn't know that Palantir ended America's uh, long love affair with the Schmurder dance. That's 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 true, man. It's a disturbing trend. It's still ongoing. The Schmurder dance is an act of resistance. That's right. I mean, do, it's weird. Do you even have to like use all these like fancy surveillance techniques and like? I mean, it sounds to me like they kind of tried to pass it off like actual science. Like you would just tell the Washington Times anything and they would believe it. You know what I mean? Like do you, do you even need like a, a Indonesian startup or where it was from to convince them that Antifa is behind this? Like they would believe anything at this point, I think. I think the, the sto- I think the, for this, the important thing is that it's just believable enough that you don't have to confront the truth. I don't know, Riley, because I mean, I got to be honest with you, man. I remember when the... Um the Freddie Gray protests happened, the uprising in Baltimore in 2015. And I saw some of the shit that was crossing, you know, folks that I was in the military with on their Facebook feeds they were sharing. And like, you literally, you know, Freddie Gray was, was beaten to death by the Baltimore police. And like, they, 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 they beat him up and then drove him around, knocking him back and forth in the car, the, the paddy wagon that like, and it wound up severing his spine. 
And I saw a Facebook post being shared where someone was like, actually, he was treated on Medicaid for a spine injury and had was told, don't go out and commit crimes after your surgery for your spine. But he did it anyway. And then because he was committing crimes, he did crimes so hard. His kind of surgery his, is his, aggravated his, by crime. He defied spine. doctor's orders and he, <laughs> he committed he crimes. Defied, <laughs> he defied doctor's orders and his spine just snapped all on its own. Cops did nothing wrong. And folks were treating it like it was this kind of bombshell. And I'm, what I'm saying, Riley, is just that like I get where you're coming from that obviously like the tech angle is but I mean it could have been anything else because I mean it's yeah. an art of the, he anything like this that makes the president look bad or that makes Trump and his supporters look bad it can't be real it has to be the libs lying somehow and like the absolute mm. worst surgery you could give Dave Courtney is <laughs> <laughs> aggravating by crime. Are you trying to tell me that I can't participate in any highly illegal activities? <laughs> All right, Dave, no crimes. I, I, yeah. I think Nate's right that like the, it, it doesn't matter that in this case it would have been believable if it's anything. I think also though that like for the next time and the time after that and the time after mm. that, we've like introduced into the public sphere this idea that like I did computer magic. And now I can mm. tell that it was Antifa who planted a big cartoon bomb. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I, 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 I want to move on a little bit uh, to going from the, the the tech angle to just sort of thinking about the protests more generally, which I think you could describe as a uh, cross class alliance of Americans and small business owners who descended on Congress to be led in a square dance by Baked Alaska and Nancy Pelosi's office. Um, <laughs> They were waiting for the next QAnon cutscene to drop, and it didn't start, and so they just kind of got bored. One of them took a podium. In other news, I got a great deal on a podium on eBay. (laughs) I was... We were laughing about me and like me and Tom were laughing about like could you imagine the Visigoths like you know ransacking a city like Rome they sack Rome but instead of like defiling any of the holy places they just take selfies and you know get <laughs> posts for portraits they pretend to talk on the phone that's yeah. <laughs> right I'm 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 riding on the Emperor Heliogablius's white tablet. <laughs> it, it seemed like once they got in there, right, their main priority was to incriminate themselves as much as yeah. possible without doing as many crimes. Like Derek Evans, who was the West Virginia local state legislator who got arrested by the FBI. I read the in, the indictment that was prepared against him, and it had the best piece of evidence I've ever read in any criminal case, <laughs> which was, they cite him live-streaming himself, going into the Capitol and the mob, and saying, with his mouth, Derek Evans is in the Capitol. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, shit, it's an op, it's an op! <laughs> First name, last name. Uh, this is me, this current day, doing crimes. Uh-huh. Ah, social security <laughs> number. Is 147 <laughs> Fairborn Drive, Charleston, West Virginia. <laughs> yeah. um, so, right, I think I, I think it's worth sort of trying to go over, right? American Dave Courtney, yeah. we found him. Yeah, it's yeah. Derek Evans. I'm illegally entering the Capitol now <laughs> with all these flat-nosed uh, lovers of democracy. Yeah. Uh, so let's let let let's take it a little bit back. Um, January 6th was promoted as like the day of insurrection for about mm. se- for uh, basically since uh, the uh, mm. it became clear that Biden was going to win. Or if you're an Orthodox as, Christian, as, Christmas. Mm. As we saw, they had shirts prepared with like yeah. MAGA mm. Civil War January 6th. Right. Yeah, which again, you, <laughs> they had you merch. Have, a guy set yeah. up a merch table in front of the <laughs> Capitol. Is that a deliberate reference to like 
Captain America Civil oh, War. Oh, yeah, is yeah. That it like was the, in the Marvel that, Civil the War font. Yeah. Yes, Incredible. Yeah. yeah. So wow. uh, we, we, why they went in... That's so lame. <laughs> like, how, is it, how did they manage to do insurrection and make it lame? That's incredible. Like, uh, it, it's, it is truly like then as tra- like first as tragedy, then as fast in the sense that like the Nazis back in the day had like cool aesthetics. Like they at least had that part down. Horrible views. But now the Nazis are just like doing like comic book guy shit. Well, I, it's funny you bring that up. I was thinking about this last night. Like, I wonder if there were any diehard Nazis in 1923 who thought that communists were behind the beer hall putsch. They were like, no. <laughs> Hitler. <laughs> that was Hitler. This, is, this has all the hallmarks yeah. of the communist. Yeah. yeah, I'm not, yeah. <laughs> they, the, the, the whole idea that, right, was this was the stop the steal that was being mm. promoted by uh, elected Republicans and right wing talking heads uh, as something that's the yeah, patriotic less successful duty. than the talking heads who were a much better band. That's right. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, on about the same amount of cocaine, though. Um, <laughs> of life during wartime. This ain't no party. This is a revolution. Um, so, that's right. basically, right. Um, uh, I've got some. I've got some. What is it? Um, I, I've got some food. Some uh, black rifle coffee to last a couple of days. Yeah. Um. So wh- why they went in was basically every senior Republican has been saying you must stop the certification of this election of uh, the Senate mm. confirming the electoral votes. Um. They then went. They went. They just all walked over there again, like a a North Vietnamese loyalist. Um. You know. Like like. Um, yeah, they uh, had like some Mussolini weird guys. ass flags. They had, they had, they had Israeli flags. They had North Vietnam, I mean <laughs> South Vietnam flags. Uh, th- there was a South Korean flag that was there. There was the flag of Georgia because a guy googled flag of Georgia and bought the first one and yeah. got the like Caucasian Republic. <laughs> and you know what? He was right. Yeah. He was right to do it. Bringing Akapuri into the rotunda for the first time. <laughs> That's yeah. right. There was a no there was a Chabad Lubavitch flag also, which is a Hasidic. <laughs> movement founded in america so obviously strange bedfellows all around mm-hmm. not 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 and, not far from where man to answer at there's like this like little sort of like farm community in east tennessee and in this one guy's yard is this like giant flagpole and it's got the american flag the confederate flag the israeli flag uh, at one point, it had the Filipino flag. I'm not sure if that was like Duterte like support or, or whatever it was. <laughs> and perhaps most fascist of all, the University of Tennessee Volunteers flag. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he was there. That's, my- like a, yeah. that's, like a, that's like a deranged British centrist like Twitter bio level of flag <laughs> combos. Um, so basically what happened is they this, pro, this, this these guys just got together and Being kind dudes. of broke the banks of their ideology and then flooded into the Senate Rotunda to, as we said, you know, square dance the brace baked Alaska and take mm. selfies and must mess up like Diane Feinstein's yeah. mail. And one guy was like, I have come here from Tbilisi to make wine in a clay pot on Nancy Pelosi's desk to teach her a lesson about traditional winemaking techniques. I love Georgian wine, dude. Yeah. Um, and so here's a question I kind of have uh, for the quorum here, which is this was... <laughs> No, it was not a heavily policed event. Um, no, my goodness, for, no. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and the co- it's, yeah, okay, it was like um, it's like they they actually just discovered restraint for the first time, which again it's like 
except for the time, of course, when they literally killed a person and a lot of liberals started celebrating it. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. But like, they, they, they killed the, these chuds, they killed two cops, right? Mm -hmm. And still. Uh, the, the cops are still kind of preferring this narrative of like, oh, well, we didn't get owned. You didn't see us get owned. Mm -hmm. It's actually mm -hmm. preferable to us that you believe that we were like more complicit than th mm. with this <laughs> than yeah. that you saw us just get fucking owned. So the cop, the cops have basically just been like accumulating, I don't know, like F-35s for like, what, 20 yeah, years yeah. now. And they, and they had those in the back. They're like, yeah. there's, I, I made a joke at the time about like a Capitol police officer staring, sweating at a big red button that says activate miniguns with using case mm -hmm. of left only taped over it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I, yeah. what I want to know is, so, uh, like Terrence and Tom, why do you, what's your opinion on why sort of why the sort of enforcement of this event was so lax. I mean, I have my own theories, but I'd like to know what you think as well. You know, I, I don't know. I, I think, obviously, like, the simplest impl explanation would be that they're not leftists. You know, they're not black. These are mostly, uh, I don't know the class composition anyways, but they represent a political force that isn't really a threat to... Uh, power in any ways like I was kind of joking a lot of them were cops yeah some of them were actual cops it looks like too I mean the the uh, leader of the Chicago police union like released a statement on the day afterwards basically defending the protesters um, so yeah I think that there was on the Venn diagram of protesters and cops there was for sure some overlap but I also think that they just... The leader of the Chicago Police Union was quoted as saying, uh, listen, none of these men were cops. These were Capone's men. <laughs> just very on, good. On, on, on the riot police line, like, I'm playing both sides, so I always come out on top. I, I, th right. I, think, I think the most, uh, the obvious explanation is that Derek Evans has an awfully honest face, and so... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I mean, he is he honest. Inspires a lot of confidence. Yeah, yes. he, he did not lie about that. Um, and right, and I think this is again this is a very sort of confusing and baffling thing to look at. Mm. I think the, if you want a little um, symbol of what the tone, if you as as much as this is fucking unimportant, of the tone of the Biden administration is going to be, it's going to be we're in charge now, and now we get to punish the people we hate. So you can see, you know, like just classic dunces like Jenny Jardin calling Ashley Babbitt, who was murdered by the police that day, Jenny a Jardin. dumb slut, oh. and so on. Laboratoire Jardin. Uh, right, so you can, <laughs> yeah, you it's see, like you, you, yeah. you got to like have, navigate this kind of balancing act where you're not like waving a little pennant saying FBI on it, but also mm. you're not hugely sad about like fascists trying to do fascism like experience yeah and i mean I, weirdly like I, I don't know i'm i to me the biggest thing that i saw from watching that was just well fucking imagine imagine dying over some posts because that's really yeah. what it is in the grand scheme of things <laughs> uh-huh yeah. yes i could imagine in a way it. that i'm that i'm kind of like maybe less sympathetic than some folks that i know that you know i share politics with just because for one he, one of the talking points has been like here's this this Air Force veteran who's been deployed. It's like, well, surely if she was, you know, that had that background, she must have known when you get to the point where you're breaking into the room where they say, don't come in or you're going to get shot, they are going to shoot you. Like you probably <laughs> have seen guns used before, at least on a range. And when a guy in a seat, you know, in a suit inside the sanctum or whatever is pointing a gun at you and saying, don't come in or I'll shoot, and then you do, you can't really be surprised that you got shot. 
And I mean, like, I fucking I I don't want to defend, you know, I'll be like, hell yeah, I'm happy the cops killed someone. It's more like, what did you what did you fucking expect? Exactly. And that's the thing. I mean, if anything, the thing that gets me is more I wish that libs looked at this and took away that, like, the, the cops response being tenfold stronger whenever it's like anything, a protest opposing, you know, unlimited power of police. They would take a lesson from that, like, hmm, it's weird. I wonder if these cops uh, have politics and what those politics are. Yeah, you know, well, like the, the, one of the problems is we've seen and we've seen like a million tweets saying this. Oh, so the cops know how to de-escalate now. And the problem mm. is that like they've just had a massive example handed to them that when they do in fact de-escalate because they mostly agree with people and they're white and so on and so forth, they just get owned anyway. So yeah. the, f- the future is just now cop zone, and that's cool. Yeah, but also a guy tases himself in the balls to death, which is something <laughs> and, we can and all enjoy. A woman, a woman, king of don't tread on me flag gets trampled to death. Well, you, she should have paid more attention. People should have pay, re- yeah. pay attention to the flag. Specifically look, requested the opposite some, of this. I mean, look. Some people said that the subtext was heavy handed. <laughs> um, so look, I, the thing is, right? Except for the guy who tasered himself in the balls, because I just really enjoy a bit of slapstick. I mean, mm. I think I, I, I don't, I t- don't see these sort of as, as particularly, you know, comical. Mm. Largely because I see these people as they have been basically like, you know, bamboozled by everyone from Sean Hannity to Ted Cruz to Roy Watkins or whatever, basically saying yeah, if you I just guess. get to the rotunda, you'll trigger the cutscene. I mean, <laughs> so you say what? What do they expect? Is they expect that this is the climax of the movie they've been living in I mean, for the last look, four years? I, I, I take your point and I agree, right? Like it is radicalization of a form that we're very familiar with, but like also as journalists of like dug into these people and their backstory. What one thing that comes out is that like every single person around them, like in their personal lives, whether it's like Facebook friends or whatever, has been like, yeah, they got really weird and I tried to talk them out of it, but I just could not get through to them. And at some point it's just something that they chose that they were gonna do. Mm. And so eh. That's true. That's true. Um yeah, the, re- it's, the reason it's like why they level... chose to do it was overwhelmingly like white supremacy. Like it's not like yeah. purely a case of just passively consuming media. It's it's something that you're invested in because you believe that something is being stolen from you, and what you believe is being stolen from you is like your, I guess, racial prestige or like honor or whatever. Mm. I, I got to ask Terrence and Tom because I, I really want to know what y'all think about this because I, I, it's just to me, and I'm I'm from the U.S. I'm from the Rust Belt. Like I. I know a lot of people like this who are insane, but they didn't, to my knowledge, go down and participate in this. You know, it's. I feel like the, to be at the point where you're willing to go and get shot in the neck because of posts, you're you're pretty far gone. Like there isn't a lot mm. of, in my opinion, like it's going to take a lot of deprogramming uh, from people that they trust before that they'd be willing to see anything but that as the truth. And I, I just was interested in what you guys think. Yeah, I mean, Tom, I, I don't know if you had a. Because I mean, like we've been talking about this a lot. I mean, you know, over the course of the past few days, you've just seen multiple explainers, you know, which is like what you saw after the 2016 election. Like, who are these people? You know, these explainers that try to like dig into the psychology of people who, you know, vote for Trump or who live in places that are in decline or who are just, you know, psychically demoralized or politically demoralized or whatever. And And I don't know, I don't really have any specific answer for that it just you know i think that there are some people who uh yeah are willing to i guess risk their lives for it um and i but i do know a lot of these people as well who uh 
Yeah, who, like, as you said, Nate, who are just kind of, you know, run-of-the-mill Republicans. This is kind of what they've always believed. Um, and, yeah, they've been taken for a sort of wild ride. I mean, to be honest, fellas, I, I really don't have a whole lot of, like, profound things to say about this. Because at the same, like, there's, like, so many different forces, you know, sort of coalescing into this event, into this scenario. That it really does feel just sort of like a, a, a cauldron or something, like a boiling cauldron. It's just, I mean... Can I share the absolute funniest liberal take I heard about this? And it's not it's funny. from your ex-girlfriend's mom. Look, we're not going to say who it is. <laughs> it's, it's someone that I may have almost ended up related to at a dark point in my past. And um, she was in the mentions of well-known, sane and normal person, Charlotte Clymer. Um, reply because Charlotte Clymer was saying something about how they're all traitors and they should be Char- tried for Charlotte treason Clymer or whatever. Charlotte Clymer loves to identify who uh, should be killed because they disagree yeah. with her about imperial management. She, she wants very much to like be authorizing the like bombing of these people. Yeah, yeah. T- treason to me is like such a funny crime. It's such a like fifteen hundreds ass crime. It like just it shouldn't even exist in people's minds anymore. But like the idea of trying <laughs> people for treason is just so funny to me. Anyway, so uh, and uh, th- this person who we're not going to say who we're not going to say who it was, but it's someone that I am familiar with uh, was replying to her saying that like yes, well, wasn't one of the protesters there an ex uh, military person? Even though they're no longer in the military, this means that by going into the capital, they betrayed their oath. The oath doesn't stop working just because you left the military. And it's like, is this the take? Is this the take that, like, the only reason it's well, bad, the primary yeah, reason magic. it's bad is because you said some words once? Well, look, it's, I, I mean, it's like the Nazis took oaths. Yeah. Like, there's nothing, nothing good about an oath. <laughs> well, the, look, the, um, there is, I think, a fundamental liberal belief. And I think it's it's all it's a belief that also you exists in the right as promise. well, which is <laughs> promise not to do treason. Yeah, which the, is the, the posting the, samurai. These people have no yeah. honor anymore. Yeah, <laughs> um, Mr. Chapo. I, I mean, I just think about it too. It's like there, it wasn't just a, a single Air Force veteran there. There were guys who graduated from West Point in the Air Force Academy. There's a guy who's been identified as like a retired like lieutenant colonel or full colonel from yeah, the army. Uh, there were apparently were folks tr- trying to get in showing their active duty military ID cards. I mean, like. <laughs> it's yeah it, I mean like it's just the idea that that you're like oh what a what an unthinkable event a veteran was a chud it's like have you fucking met us like for crying out loud <laughs> um I think there's Nate's a chud right now <laughs> well I think that there's like a culture in this country of you know right wingers militia types who are basically mobile I mean that like geographically they go around from event to event like you know last summer there was this event in the neighboring county of ours in Harlan County, which is this storied coal mining county. And and last uh, summer, a bunch of miners had set up a blockade on a coal train so that the coal train wouldn't leave until they got paid. And I went down there for like a week as these miners were, um, you know, set up down here. And you would not believe how many right wingers would come through would drive down in their big rigs from like Massachusetts and upstate New York and shit who were like three percenters and they're all carrying guns and you know I mean they're they're ready for shit to go down and I think that these are partially we, we, we went we went over there under the uh, under the assumption they were teamsters and they were definitely not teamsters yeah definitely not I mean and these were partially some of the people who were there at this thing on Wednesday some of those people are veterans some of them want to be veterans I mean it, it's just. <laughs> But I think this kind of gets into the class composition of it as well. And I don't know. I, I I saw that you had put that on there, like why people are so fascinated by that question. 
And um, and and I think it's partially because liberals couldn't, they can't imagine the two parts of this this argument. They can't imagine that poor people would support a Republican in his policies and all that. But they also can't imagine why, like an upper middle class person like them, would also want to support this this person and you know go even risk their lives for it. And so it becomes a sort of head scratcher for them, and it becomes the sort of hot topic topic of the media and why half the left is involved in arguing with each other over it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think there is this there is this tendency, right? I think and something that we talk about like with the um with this XR vision or whatever providing that Antifa story, which is at, at this point, you know, look, one of my favorite uh things that's ever been said about America is said by the director Takeshi Kitano, uh who in 2008 um refer said that um Obama was a fitting president for the U.S. because he looked like he was a TV guy and America was, quote, an entertainment nation. Um, and that's really stuck with me. Uh, it's a great director, too. Um, and, you know, the, the idea is like you want your entertainment to be the, something you like. You want to identify with your entertainment, which is why these stories about, well, nothing that's nothing that doesn't go with my little narrative, with my little fun spectacle that I'm watching could be happening. And so... <laughs> And so the com- the class composition of this, you know, uh, thing that people are having the same long, boring, fucking argument about. Oh, do you call it a coup or not? Who cares? Yeah, because um, liberals are Alec Baldwin guys, and Republicans yeah. are like Gary Busey guys now. <laughs> there, there is a, there is a difference though, which is that like mm. there's so much of this that is alien to that that kind of like entertainment thing because it's participatory. That's the whole appeal of QAnon, and that's why you're waiting for this QAnon cutscene to drop. It's like you you're finally you're, you're like posting has become real life. Your little alternate yes. reality game that you that you're doing. Instead of just like passively consuming politics, you are actively involved in it, but like in a deranged way. Has yeah, now well, become it's, it's real your- life. It's you. You you're you're a you're a prize winner, and you got to like have a walk on part in Friends. Yeah, basically. you got to you're, be you're there. You got to be there when Trump was gonna stop the steal, and now it hasn't yeah. happened. And there's some real prophecy fail shit. But and so, but I think in everything from the stories about these being infiltrators to the stories about the obsession with identifying the exact right class composition of this of these of these actors, right? I think it goes back to people. Wanting this to be the movie they want to watch, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, totally. and, and 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 I mean, look, I think I, I tend to see. <laughs> I, I want say, this I to be this Spencer Confidential. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want this to be a different movie. Um, I tend to see. If, I think if you could, it's easy to think of if you want to think of the class composition of a fascist movement as a cross-class alliance of an identity mm. group, where mm. that alliance, the benefits of that alliance, are in proportion to where you are in the hierarchy on it. Well, that's the so, thing too, yeah. right? Is it? I mean, you look at some of the comments, and I and I and you remember numerous comments made when Trump won, and a lot of the stuff you saw from from liberals in the U.S. was was really kind of like, well, these these dumb, ignorant rednecks, you know, blah blah blah. How could they do this? That kind of a thing, or it was a a very kind of, in my opinion, very patronizing view, like the 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 diner, you know, like the staring out the window of the diner photo articles that you saw a million of in the New York Times. But I mean, were there poor people there on, on Wednesday? Yeah, absolutely. And also, there were also a lot of business owners. I mean, Ashley Babbitt was an Air Force veteran. She also owned, I think, a pool company or a pool cleaning company in San Diego. And she opted to get on a plane and fly from San Diego to Washington, D.C. to be, in, be involved in this. You know, there was a guy... Uh, it was like a general counsel for some some tech firm... Uh, there was a guy in Georgia that that ran. I want to say like a lawn care business. I mean, you know, it, it, there are these. When you see this stuff, you just think like, 
all right, it's not as simple as saying, well, these poor folks are dumb or these poor folks have been lied to. Like in a lot of cases, some of these people aren't poor at all. I mean, do you think that a guy who's, I mean, a guy who was in the in the army, either enlisted or officer, but now has a guaranteed pension for the rest of his life, you know, at, at 50% of his pay grade salary, you know, that guy's not poor. That guy's got universal basic income. A lot of it. He's making like 30, 20, 30, $40,000 a year, uh, you know, for being alive at this point and has disposable income to run around, like you said, uh, Terrence going, you know, going to, to whatever, whatever Patriot rally they're having next, going to the Bundy ranch, going to the Mallor wildlife range, all this shit that they do. Mm. Like, you know, it, it's, it's not, it's not, uh, convincing enough in my opinion to look at that and say, okay, well, these are, these are, you know, rust belt, you know, shitheads and rednecks who have been, have been fooled by too much disinformation. It's like at a certain point, you just want to believe what you believe. And mm, yeah. and it's fun. I mean, you look at these photos. I hate saying it. Some of these people are having a blast. They're having a really exciting time punching cops in the face. Mm. Like <laughs> this is like Chuck E. Cheese for QAnon people. <laughs> All they needed in there was like an animatronic AOC for them to like throw baseballs out or something, and they would have had a great time. Um, right, I think that that and like it's one of these things where you tell the story, you tell the story about this that you want, so it. So it reinforces what you already what what you need to believe to continue believing in the American project, right? And I I think to sort of um what I think is is very funny as well is uh the now there is a grand repudiation of uh, Trumpism that has happened a, a scant four years uh, into his uh, presidency, um, where yeah. Olive Garden has now released a statement. Um, <laughs> Olive Garden? Axe Body no. Spray, too. Axe Body Spray posted that yeah. they were committed to a peaceful transfer yeah. of power. Uh, sh- I, Chevron as well. Chevron doing the... At least the Axe Body Spray thing made sense because it was like someone had left Axe Body Spray like in the thing, like in the rotunda somewhere. And so they were like, well, we better distance ourselves from this. I can kind of get into the psychology of that. But like Olive Garden being like, by the well, way... It's because, in fact, um, uh, mouthy asshole Anderson Cooper... Uh, went on TV and was like, they're just going to go back to their low class olive gardens and so on. Yeah, uh-huh. like, just showing, like, showing just disdain. Again, if you want the tone for the next four years, it's going to be, haha, you poor, you poor idiots, we beat mm. you. Yeah. Um, and- yeah, Anderson Cooper goes to Wendy's like a cultured individual. <laughs> Why does that? Anderson Cooper looks like he was manufactured where they make Playmobil. Like, what is up with that guy? <laughs> um, Right, so um, I'm basically making fun of their uh, uh, consumption uh, choices, but that then prompted Olive Garden to release it because, uh, to be clear, that's fucking awful, and uh, that is hateable and should be hated. Um, Olive Garden uh, released a statement at Olive Garden. We're all family here. <laughs> our traditions. Hey, oh, this fucking guy. <laughs> our traditions, like un- unlimited soup, salad, and breadsticks, have been enjoyed by many guests. That is a good tradition. All- all over the country and throughout the entire political spectrum, it has come to our attention that a few of our guests had taken part in a vicious attack on our nation's capital. <laughs> we have Olive Garden has worked with the FBI and the Holiday Inn in D.C. to identify several guests who both frequented our restaurants and participated in the violent uprising against the government. Cool. I, I had to read. Wow. When you sent wow. that out, I had to read it several times. I was like, are they releasing a statement about their patrons, their guests? People pay them money. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, Olive Garden seems to have forgotten the uh, the Italian code of Omerta. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Olive Garden, we believe in unlimited breadsticks, but limitations on civilian protests. <laughs> yeah, well, when you're here, your family. When you leave, we will be calling the FBI. <laughs> in, in response, in response, Olive Garden has invalidated the never-ending pasta pass for several guests. <laughs> no. No! That cannot be real! Again, just imagine- Riley, Riley, fuck you, you wrote this. No! You're a disgrace to the uniform of Olive Garden. Turn in your badge, your gun, your pasta pass. Yeah, and has <laughs> in your big pepper grinder, and, and has now revoked Sean Hannity's lifetime pass to pass. <laughs> like, do you think that? Why like, did he have one? Do you think they, they they give those out? Do you think that they did this for like Ludendorff after the beer hall putsch? <laughs> yeah, yeah your, your beer killer a... membership has been revoked. I know. Yeah, <laughs> the darkest the darkest part of the Nuremberg trial was when they took away the Nazis' unlimited pass to pass. Uh, Olive Garden is dedicated to creating a safe and delightful environment for our guests <laughs> with what we call hospitaliado. <laughs> oh, no. Hospitaliado show. This year has been difficult for many of us, and we cannot wait to see your family smiling at our restaurants once again. Until that time, your favorite dishes for Olive Garden are available to order online. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Oh, Thank you, man. Olive Garden. Um, yeah, you'll also see uh, Chevron, uh, which uh, you should remember, um, I believe, had a Very many... Ni- company. Well, uh, has a history of having a lot of, um, in, let's say, instigating some political scuffles uh, in Nigeria, for example. Mm. But again, with the attitude of, well, that belongs over there, not in here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Coca-Cola, same thing with Colombia, and they had the union members murdered by right-wing death squads. <laughs> but but yeah, they're, they're, against, <laughs> they're against fascism at home. Yeah, well, they're they're against it because it's a I, cultural difference. Yeah, I think partly also right. There's there this is this is the um the thing that everyone has to be afraid of now is uh, right wing domestic terrorism. Yeah, we're gonna go full uh, Janet Reno again. The the, the FBI yeah. is gonna be doing Ruby Ridge again, and that fucking yeah. rules. <laughs> a whole it's it is where essentially is um the the U.S. was going to be. A country-sized Jonestown until this happened, and now it's going to be a country-sized Waco. Yeah, cool. Um, um, so- here at Olive Garden, we believe that El Fascismo is uno tradizione italiano that doesn't belong in our great nation of America. Um, you, but but we're, we talk about domestic terrorism. There's this whole big furor about domestic terrorism. Uh, all the sa- the same like. You know, just coterie of you know perverts and murderers who you know support every piece of like the Natsec blob expansion. All yeah. got on TV and penned another column in the New York Times to demand um, the uh, again that the security state be increased. But mm. th- they're already taking the metadata from every phone call and you make and every email you send. You're already being watched constantly. The only thing that could happen as they sort of crack down on domestic terrorism whatever that is, poorly defined, they make a new law. Uh, the only thing that's going to happen is it's going to become more like Britain, where if you like talk to the wrong person, or in one case, this is true, say you are an anti-fascist in the school class, you can then be legally harassed by the police for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. 
It's called Be in English. Yeah. And if you don't like it, there's the door. Um, so like, but I, I don't know about you guys. Like, this is this is kind of what I what I see happening in the U.S. Is you guys are going to be a bit more like us because what else could they possibly collect? I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think about this? Yeah, I mean, I think the Democrats are really good at um, cracking down on uh, Democrats are really good cops. I mean, we were talking about this earlier today. I mean, they're the people who went after whistleblowers under Obama. I mean, they're going to be really effective at going after people who they think are so-called domestic terrorists. And uh, and yeah, no, so I, I agree. I think that this is going to be the next four years uh, for sure. And Kamala Harris as VP yeah. and possibly then president. That's yeah. going to be yeah. fun, too. Yeah. And I think calling these people domestic terrorists is an insult to people who've put a lot of work into domestic terrorism over the year, like <laughs> Timothy McVeigh, the Unabomber, people who actually achieved some terrorism. These people did a year 11 mock-up day at a girl's boarding school. <laughs> um, Alice, you have a clip, I believe? Oh, yeah. Here we go. When the Biden administration comes in, I just I urge them and everyone else to understand that the greatest threat to us now is internal. And if we do not do that work of trying to reconnect those two Americas, um, the threats are not going to have to come from outside. We're going to do it to ourselves. We're going to hurt ourselves. Do it to yourself. We're going to do the work. We do. That's we're gonna really we're gonna do the work. We're gonna listen. We're gonna grow. Yeah. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna put in the work. We're gonna stop gaslighting ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are going to put a CCTV camera on every corner and uh, criminalize half your friendships. Cool. Yeah. We're gonna put Olive Garden's gonna tell Olive Garden is gonna have an anti radicalization program where they can just put you in jail. Like <laughs> Olive Garden's just gonna control the jails. Um. Yeah. Right? I, hate yeah. it. I hate it when they when I go to the Olive Garden and the, the only starter available is the de-radicalizer douche. That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> and right, you don't need to... And the thing about, about this, right, you don't need to really trick people into doing right-wing terrorism. Like someone with violent tendencies, they get all the instruction they need from like prevailing ideology. Mm-hmm. You know, they get... They are the... Na- they are acting on the nation's id mm. and the nation's superego basically failed to discipline that energy into its reactionary project, the reactionary project becomes uncontrollable. And it's the same thing with like banning Trump's tweets. It's like like it, it, assuming that like Twitter is real life. It's like he he's the president. He can just go on TV. Like way more people will hear what he has to say on TV than on fucking Twitter. Yeah, but all the journalists are on Twitter. Yeah, it's just like the idea that like the way that blue checks consume the world is like how everyone else does is so insane to me. Mm-hmm. And but I, so I want to. And what they say, right, is they, and this is about more like uh, NATSEC people as well. They say Wednesday's riot. This is from uh, Javed Ali, who is a former director of um, na- of counterterrorism at the NSC. By the way, um, coin, that's now all coming home. Counterterrorism is now primarily an American activity. It's going to be gonna, carried out gonna in America. We're going to fucking go to West Virginia and we're going to do a Shura in a diner. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's if you want to know what the what the what the future is, it's gonna yeah you're you get invited for Ashura at the Natsec Olive Garden um, by <laughs> we're meeting We're the having local an Olive Garden at this Olive summit. Garden. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're having an Olive Garden summit because you know there's uh, you know one EpiPen in your town and two people have had to share it, and um, you know by, by saying that you know things should this should probably change you're now on a list and you're going to get fucked with by you know the, the olive garden employees for the rest of your life now they're going to take away your pass to pass they're taking away america's entire pass to pass because um they can't be trusted with it and mm. it's one of these things where also like I, I i say it's not useful to talk about oh whether this is an op or it was planned or whatever because the effect the net effect is the same 
mm. which mm. is that uh, the, the Democrats are going to do like a, <laughs> they are basically going to do a kind of like um, superficially uh, woke occupation <laughs> uh, of their own country. And it seems to me that, again, as someone who's um, sort of in arrested it, by the FBX, yeah. <laughs> as someone who's <laughs> sort Riley, of already Riley, in I feel like, it. I feel like you're missing the point on that, though, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like that, if this last year proved anything in America, it's that the Democrats are terrified of the cops. They're absolutely terrified. Like Democratic mayors can't do have any control over their cities because the cops can just riot. And like the cops will literally, you know, you got queuing on folks among the cops, like threatening to kidnap mayors of their own, like the people they work for. The idea that the Democrats are going to go after this hard. I mean, like, I, I just strongly doubt it. I think that... Oh, no, they're not going to go. They're not going to go after it. Under the guise of going after it, they're going to go after all the people they can get. They're going to end up going after BLM people and BDS people and anti-fascists and stuff. And I uh, go after BDS, yeah, like the fucking and, the stands will come yeah. for you. <laughs> and this and and this is just going to end up being the piece of theater that um that justifies sort of many many worse things down the line and gets sort of speculated about forever. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, pretty hyped for this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're having the um, epic presidency back. We're going to have ice cream be, in the White House. It's going to be fucking <laughs> poggers, lads. <laughs> um. Before I go into our last section, uh, Terrence and Tom, do you have any sort of thoughts about the uh, creeping militarization of everything? No, I, I think it'll probably, as y'all are all saying, I mean, it's going to feed paranoia. I mean, you know, expanding the police state, I think it feeds paranoia, it feeds alienation. I think that the whole thing that we're discuss discussing here is, I mean, we're all perfect neoliberalized subjects at this point, and that's why everybody's beliefs are incoherent, and that's why none of us can get a really firm grasp on what actually happened on Wednesday, because everything is completely incoherent. And um, and I think that that's just the that's that is a function of three or four decades of eroding institutions, of our lack of faith and trust in any of it and in, in each other. And so that's why I kind of just look at what happened on Wednesday as just kind of like coronavirus, just like. Well, just sit back and enjoy the ride. What are we going to do about it? <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just another <laughs> symptom of how fucked up everything is, I guess. Yeah. Are, yeah. are you saying that we are in the time of monsters? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, look, look, look at it this way, right? Monster energy, baby. One of, one of the New York Times' perennial bugbears, right, is how are we going to retrain, uh, say, coal miners or also plant workers? How are we going to get them to do jobs that fit into a service economy and the answer clearly is you all become counterinsurgency specialists there's going to be everyone... so many jobs for cops and so yeah. that's we we just retrain that workforce entire towns full of cops we jest about that but i, I can remember like so this is a deficiency. I apologize for it. From my my brother is the chief of police of our town, and uh, I used to go swim laps at this at this like recreational center every morning, and and I was going in just like I would normally do, and you know paying my three bucks or whatever. And the guy says, "You're here for the the pops training, which is like the police like physical fitness test or whatever that you have to take in Kentucky to be a like a bonded police officer or whatever." I was like, no, I'm just gonna just gonna swim some laps here. He said, oh man, I thought you were here for the pop star. It's like he pointed like down the hall, and there was like in this like little like God, I don't know, like sixteen by sixteen room. There's like thirty dudes in there just like doing push-ups and like, but they're clamoring for these jobs because that's all that's left in these towns is like, you know. And if you're like 
you're an out of work coal miner or you're an out of work, you know, whatever, you know, and you want a job that sort of has, you know, a, a low barrier to entry, but has some prestige in the community. Uh, I mean, that's what you, that's what you turn to. And it's, it's, you're, you're, you're right about it. And there's that. plenty of funding for it. I mean, there's, I mean, mm-hmm. our yeah. little yeah. police, yeah. you know, a little, a little police force here in our small town of 2000 people has a, like a several million dollar budget. I mean, <laughs> there's plenty of money oh, yeah. to hire people I, for it. After this, if you think the Democrats are going to take, if, if even if you thought that you were one Democratic mayor might have done a little, a small token to all of the protests after George Floyd and just not increase the budget of the police um, in their town yeah. that year, this has fucking wiped that off the map of possibility. Well, I think they are going to be getting all the money. I think this is the solution earlier, Nate. You were saying I don't see how Democrats could do that with regards to how they acted to cops over the summer and vice versa. I think that maybe that's the olive branch to say, oh, we don't get along. How about we give you several more MRAPs and a couple tanks? And then, you know, we're friends again. (laughs) I don't know. Who knows? And an unlimited pasta pass. (laughs) (laughs) well they got a couple of they got a couple of unassigned pasta passes right now after they (laughs) revoked them from famous talking heads on fox news so it's you swallowing sean hannity (laughs) the unlimited pasta pass is like dead man shoes shit like they could only give you one when someone dies we only open the books (laughs) once every 20 years all right that's right you get straightened out You have to sign in blood to get the unlimited pasta funds. So this wouldn't Britain wouldn't be Britain if um, psychotic centrists didn't find a way to make this about Corbyn. Oh fuck! Hell yeah! Um, So uh, conservative peer and lifetime droopy dog impersonator Ian Austin, um, who was a a Labour MP, who then like his whole thing was hating on Corbyn, and then was made a conservative uh, lord for his services. said that <laughs> this is what would have happened if the left in, in Britain lost an election. Yep. Yep. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Like, yeah, like, just, like, fanfic at this point. No examples like, of the left in Britain losing elections recently. No. No. Yeah. And But I'll tell you what did happen is that uh, the right-wingers who have been winning the elections, um, they uh, murdered a sitting MP in 2016. Oh, yeah, which, again, all of that. the... Well, mm. the entire British commentariat being no, but like... that was Corbyn's fault yeah. because well, he wasn't opposing Brexit enough and that made that guy yeah. murder Joe Cox. That's how that... Well, yeah. But the... Uh, and, and a lot of, again, the just dim, dimmest wits in the country, uh, which is a very high bar to clear. Um, mm. We're saying, oh, well, anarchy in Britain. No, it's, it's when you uh, walk on the grass. Tee hee hee. It's when you mm. have a pint at, at you know, uh, with lunch and you don't oh, tell the missus. Oh, you're putting the milk in first and you'd see. Yeah. What are you, some kind of maverick? Again, <laughs> and, and the, we have just, and, and the idea, the, the smugness and the making this about what if it was Corbyn and the tr- BBC getting a Trump campaign advisor on immediately to say that this was the same thing as campus social justice activism. Uh, just show, again. Well, you know, I mean, we oh, this boy. whole summer in Britain, it, we had some Black Lives Matter protests, but we had an even larger wave of anti-Black Lives Matter protests of basically 
uh, the same way you were describing with the, the people thinking that busloads of Antifa were coming to their small towns. People thought any statue of you know problematic historical figures in their towns. So basically, like all of them, they're like, well, yeah. we're not, we're not, I'm not going to let the, the the woke social justice lefties take down our statue of Lord Baden Powell. He all he did was create the Boy Scouts and stare at naked boys for one third of his life. Anyway, <laughs> they formed these one fucking of our proudest. They nonsense. formed these fucking like militias that had nothing to do because no one was coming to take down the statue. So then they just started roving around the streets looking for black people to beat up. Like Britain might be the mm. one country on the planet that had like more anti anti social justice protests this summer than yeah. pro. And, yeah. Ga- and and Gaz and Baz, who own an army surplus warehouse in Basildon, <laughs> have come down to the cenotaph wearing full geo goy. Um, in order to drink 18 pints and then accidentally piss on the grave of a dead policeman. This, this actually happened. And, and, yeah. and the, the, a, dude, a dude literally, like, the mob came down to be like, we're going to defend statues. And the guy was just so blackout, he just pissed on a memorial dedicated to where a cop had been murdered a few years yeah. prior. Um, and I mean, and this is why this couldn't happen in Britain. Exactly. That's why the Rotunda thing couldn't happen in Britain, because those people would be, like, 10 pints drunker. <laughs> like, they would be way too drunk to even take selfies. They would just be like in the rotunda going like it's fucking heavy <laughs> <laughs> well it's because everyone in the in the in the american protests i mean everyone was there being very businesslike they were there making their content they were mm. all starting their trigger the libs direct to customer mattress brands mm, or whatever right. yeah, yeah yeah like this was a lucrative this is a lucrative day for the ones that uh don't end up getting uh let's say banned from olive garden for life the Black Rifle Mattress Company. Yeah, the Black <laughs> Rifle Mattress Company. This is partially why there's so much outrage over the parlor ban. And, and it's, I mean, it's obviously a free speech thing. And if you're a right winger and, you know, you have your beloved um, platform taken away, then, yeah, I could see how you'd be pissed. But most of the outrage is from yeah people who have created careers out of this kind of right wing hysteria. And earlier we were talking about, you know, we were talking about how, like, They've been fed all of this hysteria and this narrative and, and entertainment for the past couple of years, and then it, it culminated in this event on Wednesday. And you know, and this this is who did that. I mean, like, there's a there's just such a a massive industry in this country of of right wing uh, pundits and, and grifters and everything. I mean, there's there it's all across the board. It's not just right wingers. It's liberals. It's even leftists. I mean. But I mean, it's what <laughs> a leftist pundit. Cl- no, come on, never. Um, but yeah, we love our entertainment. Crazy. Yeah, I guess that's it. I don't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's right. I, it's America, the entertainment nation. Mm. Um, yeah, so- entertainment nation sounds like a production company that would have made a really bad show in the two thousands. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, I think that's about all we have time for today. I think we've 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 made a good a good showing of ourselves, and also mm. uh, I You'd can like tell to claim you, your unlimited pasta pass. <laughs> I you can email are, the podcast. This has ended up being sort of a two parter where we will be going into like the QAnon implications of this with Julian and mm. Annie from QAnon Anonymous on the bonus with episode. Julian and Annie from QAnon. Yeah, with Julian and Annie from <laughs> yeah. QAnon. Next for Q. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the, the those from QAnon Anonymous, they're coming on on Thursday. So mm. do look out for that when it comes out. Yeah. But for now, I want to say to Tom and Terrence of the Trillbillies, thank you so much uh, for calling in and being here with us today. Thanks, gang. It was yeah. fun. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I, it's I, been a pleasure. I for yeah, one had an absolute blast. Yeah. Um, and you should listen to the Trillbillies. You should listen if to you the, don't already. You should listen to the Trillbillies if you don't already. Don't live in in America. Are you one of our British listeners? Listen to it anyway, because uh, it's a good mm. show and it's very fun. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> and much more soothing voices than yeah, this podcast. Absolutely. I have to say. <laughs> this one just sits. It's a, a, if, if, other than Nate and I, you just sound like a bunch of angry geese. <laughs> honk, 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 honking and honk. honking. That's, um, why, that's why honk ball is so important. That's right. Getting voice therapy right. to sound less like an angry goose. So, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Later, everybody. Bye. Bye. Yeah, see, see you ya. later.